back it is episode number 51 of the roar i'm dan ball i'm matt mcauliffe and this is the first time that we've been back in the studio with the new name the new brand of the podcast we had our live show before the battle of whitney avenue before quinnipiac and yale right in front of the people's united center and I don't know about you, Matt McAuliffe, but I had a blast. Yeah, I had a lot of fun, and we had some really, really good guests that came out and talked to us. Uh, TJ Friedman, to start, he kind of previewed the game with us. Yep. Uh, then we talked to the man who had the hot hand, Jacob Rigoni, so that was a blast. And it's just that day in particular is really awesome because it feels like the entire town of Hamden just circles into the People's United Center. Yeah, it kind of comes to a halt. We talked about it with, with Mackenzie Deweese, but it's almost that feeling of, of Hoosiers when they're playing the championship game. And yeah. everybody turns their sign, you know, closed, we're watching the basketball game. Yeah. So, But that's what it felt like. But yeah, so thank you to them. Thank you to Taylor Hurd. Thank you to Phil Jubileo for joining us in that live show. And not to mention the fact that all four of them joined us on the live show while it was snowing. And it was in the, it was the mid-30s when we were recording that. Yeah, it was cold, but... I mean, I'm going to bear the elements because I love what I'm doing. Yeah. So, so I was I was all in on uh, the atmosphere, going outside, and, and just bearing the elements for the listeners, man. <laughs> and, and one thing that we didn't really get to comment on, just because the, there was so much going on, we were swinging between interviews and everything, is that we've done 50 episodes of this show now. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. I, I obviously wasn't your co-host at the start of it, but yeah. I, I've been the co-host for the majority of it, and, yeah. and it's been an awesome, awesome experience because the stories we've heard are unbelievable. Uh, like the Billy Mecca stories, even Kayla Jensen last time, her story was so incredible and special and unique, and that's the most fun part for me, is hearing these stories behind the jersey. I could not agree more, and just some of the times when, when we're having these conversations and and they and you you ask that question and they they kind of smile and go oh this is going to be a great story and you just kind of smile and you're like that is why we're doing it we yeah. want these athletes and these coaches to be able to tell us stories that they really don't tell in a normal interview and that's that's some of the fun of what we do yeah and I, I want them to feel comfortable when they come to us right. and I think we're doing a good job of that we're starting to gain that that rep of where athletes feel comfortable and can share stories with us. So we're now on to 51. We're on episode number 51 of the Roar podcast. Uh, this week, it is a men's lacrosse episode. The spring season is underway for spring sports here at Quinnipiac Athletics. We're talking to Jake Tomzik. We'll tell you more about him after the rundown, but it's been a busy week as always. The rundown for us continues to grow. We'll tell you all about it in the week that was in Quinnipiac Athletics. <laughs> We start with men's basketball. They won its final home contest of the 1920 regular season on Sunday at the People's United Center as the Bobcats led wire to wire in a 71-52 victory over Marist. With the win, Quinnipiac finishes with a 9-5 home record in the 1920 season. This was the Bobcats' largest lead with 19 points throughout that game, and that ended up being the final margin, and Quinnipiac never trailed in that contest. Kevin Marfo stuffed the box score with 10 points and 16 rebounds with five assists and four blocks. A lot of stats there for Marfo. Rich Kelly had 17 points and Falzone poured in with 13 points. And Jacob Rigoni chipped in with 12 points. This team also earned a 69-68 road win in the last game of the regular season Wednesday night at Iona. With the win, the Bobcats close out their regular season with three consecutive wins. They now await the results of Friday's MAC games. This will determine what seed they will earn in the 2020 MAC tournament in Atlantic City. The Bobcats went on a 12-2 run late in the second half to earn this road win. And next up for this team will be the MAC tournament, and Dan, we are awaiting the results for them. So Matt, moving on to women's basketball, senior forward Paige Warfel recorded a career-high 18 rebounds. Is that good? Yeah, it's pretty good. But the Quinnipiac women's basketball team fell to Marist last Saturday by a score of 64-51. to Sophomore guard Mackenzie DeWeese led the Bobcats in scoring with 11 points. Matt, where do I know that name? Oh, she was a former guest. That's right, in yes. the same very studio. DeWeese added six rebounds and four assists to her team-high points total. So this team has two more games left in the regular season to determine where they're going to fall in the max standings. You're already going to know the results for one of them. They're at Niagara this Thursday at 7 p.m., so stay tuned to GoBobcats.com or QU underscore WBB, and they finish up the regular season Saturday at Canisius. 
to women's indoor track now. They had a meet at Boston University, and in that meet, Megan Curtin took third in her section with a time of 2 minutes and 13 seconds in the 800-meter run. First year, Emily Young recorded a career best time with 2 minutes and 14 seconds in the 800-meter. Sophomore Shannon Goria tallied a time of 4 minutes and 58 seconds in the one-mile run, which is a new career best in an ECAC qualifying time. In the one-mile Junior Amanda Carlson recorded a career best time of 5 minutes and 4 seconds. And first year Claire Viverka recorded a season best time in the one mile with 5 minutes and 10 seconds. Next up for this team is the ECAC Championships March 7th in Boston, Mass. We stick in the ECAC to talk about the women's hockey team. Lot to break down here. The number 10 Quinnipiac women's ice hockey team was defeated by Princeton in the ECAC hockey quarterfinals, two games to one. Sophomore Courtney Vorster scored the Bobcats' lone goal in the first period of a game that ended up being 5-1 in favor of Princeton. That was game number one. In game two, the women's team came back and beat the Tigers 3-2 in overtime. Junior Taylor House tipped in the game-winning goal on a shot from who else? Courtney Vorster. She had the hot hand in that series. First-year Sadie Peart notched three points with two goals and one assist in the win. Senior netminder Abby Ives recorded 38 saves and tallied her seventh win of the season. Head coach Cass Turner earned win number 99 of her career as a head coach, so a big milestone coming up for her. Then in the final game three, it was a 3-2 double overtime loss for the Bobcats. They fought back to tie the game. Junior Taylor Gerard scored first for the Bobcats to pull them within one goal. Then senior Sarah Ev Kotu Godbu scored the equalizer with under two minutes left to play in regulation. Abby Ives made a career-high 47 saves. That's a lot of saves, Dan. In that the Tigers would go on to score eight minutes into the second overtime period to win 3-2. We found out some awards for the Bobcats, though, after their series against Princeton. First year, this is Kate, breaking news. This is breaking news. The day that we are recording this here on Thursday, uh, first year Kate Riley was named to the All Rookie Team in the ECAC, and senior Katie Taven was named to the Third Team All ECAC. So. When we talk about these two players, Matt, we can first start with Katie Taven, the senior. She's leaving this program after four years. Named to the third team All-ECAC, which is a, a great accomplishment to leave with, but the amount that she brought to the team was just so impressive. Yeah, and, and she can walk away from this program with her head held high because she wore her country's colors over, over the summers, too, and she did a really, really good job of leading this team by example doing a really good job on the power play. She was probably the best defensive skater, so she was a phenomenal player with her four years here. And when we talk about Kate Riley, I mean, the best is still yet to come somehow. I mean, all-rookie team was an obvious choice for Kate Riley. Yeah. Like, I saw that notification on my phone today and went, mm, yeah, obviously, <laughs> and I kept scrolling Twitter Yeah, because the way she handled the college game in her first year was unlike anyone else I've seen. She could skate with anybody. She could predict the moves of any forward. Really, really well done. So uh, finishing up on this women's hockey team, we'd like to thank Abby Ives, Katie Tabin, Kenzie Prater, Allison Rothke, and Sarah Ev Kotu Godbu for their fantastic four-year careers as members of this Bobcats team. We go to the men's side of the ice now, where Ethan DeYoung scored the game-winning goal with five minutes remaining in the third period Friday night as the men's ice hockey team took down the Brown Bears 2-1 to one at home. With the win and Harvard's loss to RPI, the Bobcats clinched a number three seed in the ECAC hockey tournament and a first round bye. With the win, the Bobcats also won 20 games in a season for the 18th time in Pecknold's 26th season. Is that good? That is very good. Bon Giovanni also tipped home his 14th goal of the season. That gave the Bobcats a 1-0 lead. Then, in the Battle of Whitney Avenue, the Bobcats blanked Yale 5-0 and won the 18th annual Heroes Hat Game to finish off the regular season. Keith Petrozelli was dominant from start to finish. He had 29 saves in his third shutout of the season and six of his career. Jermaine had his 12th goal of the season in that game, and Bon Giovanni rocketed home a one-timer on the power play. Who else scored in that game? Ethan Lay, Zach Metza, and Skylar Brindamore. He had a spinorama that was dirty. Might have seen it on the Sports Center that yep. night. And Alex Whalen scored as well. The Bobcats finished the regular season with a 14 6 and 2 mark in ECAC play, and they were 21 11 and 2 overall. Right now, the, the Bobcats, with the record that they had, they get a top four bye in the tournament. So they're going to get this weekend off, and then they get a home series at the People's United Center next weekend, and they reseed after the first round. So four plays 12, yada, yada, yada. Everybody, you have four teams that come out of that, so we'll find out where the Bobcats are going to be after this weekend. That's right.
Moving to the Diamond, the Quinnipiac baseball team was at the Virginia Military Institute over the weekend. In game number one, they scored six runs over the first three innings and scored in double digits for the second straight game as the Bobcats took down the Cadets 10-3 on Friday afternoon. That was Quinnipiac's first win of the 2020 season. Blake Dakar earned his first win of the season as he struck out five batters in five and a third inning. Dakar scattered two runs on five hits in his outing and let the Bobcats' offense take off. Colton Bender went three for four with a double, walk, and two RBIs to lead the Bobcats with his second straight three-hit game, while Evan Volgamore went two for three with a double and team-high three RBIs. They fell in a doubleheader Sunday afternoon as the Bobcats lost game one in seven innings, seven to three, and dropped game two, 14 to seven. Michael Cohn drilled his first career home run in the first game of the doubleheader and doubled in the second game as well as scoring four runs for the Bobcats. So the sophomore first baseman really making an impact in a position that the Bobcats need to have filled. Next up for this team, they have a four-game series against Mississippi State Friday at 5, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at 1. To women's tennis now, Quinnipiac's women's tennis team split its two matches on Saturday afternoon, falling to Army West Point nothing to 4 but then defeated Wagner 4-0 in the second match of the day. Three players picked up the singles points for the Bobcats against Wagner, and the Bobcats also swept all three doubles matches against the Seahawks. For this team, they will be in Northern Kentucky on Monday at 11.30 a.m. for a match. From the women's to the men's side, the Quinnipiac men's tennis team fell to Fordham in a close match on Saturday night by a score of 4-3. Alistair Magalit, Alexa Martinovich, and Austin Yanone captured singles victories for the Bobcats, and Patrick Cacapero and Helk Moore teamed up to win one doubles match for Quinnipiac. Next up for this team, they will join the women's team for a match at Northern Kentucky on March 9th. To the women's golf team now, they broke multiple program records on Tuesday when it earned a sixth place finish at the Kiowa Island Classic. The Bobcats posted a team score of 289, which is one over par, in the final round, totaling 885 for the tournament overall. The most impressive mark, 885 strokes for a 54-hole tournament, shatters the program record of 903 that was set last year at the women's Yale Fall Intercollegiate. The single round score of 289 breaks a program record for low round strokes to 90. And low round to par, which was plus 2, they broke that with a plus 1. This team is next to travel to Jacksonville, Florida for the Ben Bow Invitational. Take us with you? Take us with you. And I think with, with those numbers, Matt, we can basically just sum it up in one, one real blurb, one sentence. This team is legitimate this year. Yeah, this team's good. Yeah. And uh, they are looking to continue their success and really add to their trophy case and they have some skilled golfers that get green in regulation the acrobatics and tumbling team number three team in the nation they won all 19 heats and all six events monday afternoon as the bobcats swept the davis and elkins senators 269.235 to 243.865 in the home opener at the people's united center Quinnipiac is 2-0 to start the season for the first time since 2014 when the Bobcats defeated Gannon and Baylor to open the season. The Bobcats tied or set season highs in six different heats Monday night and tied or set season highs in three different events, including a 90.81 in the team event, and that's where everything really kind of comes together. Their next meet is at Oregon Sunday, March 8th at 4 p.m. Eastern time, so they're headed across the country, but good luck to them. To women's lacrosse now, this team fell to the UConn Huskies on Friday by a score of 21-4. Senior attack Megan Swazlowski netted two goals in the contest, and first-year midfielder Sofia Iacchino recorded a career-high four draw controls. Then they earned its second win of the 2020 season after downing the Hartford Hawks 16-9. Megan Swazlowski scored three times and tallied an assist in the win, and Desiree Kleberg notched four assists. In the net for the Bobcats, senior Allie Kelsey recorded six saves with five goals against in her second win of the season. Next up for this team is a game at Brown against Bingington Saturday at 1 p.m. And the final team on our rundown, the team we're focusing on for today's episode, it is the men's lacrosse team, Matt. This team fell in a tightly contested non-conference game on Saturday afternoon at in-state rival Fairfield by a score of 19-15. The Bobcats scored six times over the first seven minutes of the contest, Cruising out to an early 6-1 advantage, Fairfield outscored QU 13-4 in the second half, though, earning the comeback win. 
Jake Tomzik led the way with four goals and a helper, and Dmitry George won 25 of 36 battles in the faceoff circle. Next up for this team, they will be at LIU on Saturday, March 7th at 2 p.m. And Matt, today in the podcast, we are talking to Jake Tomzik, the junior attack from Medway, Massachusetts. And we're big fans of players that have some hardware in their trophy case. We're talking to Jake Tomzik. He is the preseason co-player of the year in the MAC for men's lacrosse. This kid just knows how to score. Because he shoots missiles. I mean, he's really, really strong with his shot, really accurate with his shot, can pick corners and make goalies uncomfortable. This kid is dominant from start to finish of the game as well. He plays a lot of minutes, but is able to handle it. He led the Bobcats in scoring last year. He had 60 points that got him to the All-Mac first team, and that was just as a sophomore. So a lot of big things coming from Jake Tomzik. A great conversation with him. Let's hear from Jake. uh, Are you a surfer? Uh, I mean, I would be lying to you if I said I'm a surfer, but like I have surfed before. Oh, you uh, have yeah. surfed before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 My did, aunt and yeah. uncle actually live in Hawaii. So like I, yeah. So whenever I go and visit them, humble brag, you know, I get to go and visit people in Hawaii. Yeah. But how uh, the important question is how often I've been seven times. And can you take us with you? Uh, <laughs> you guys buy the tickets. Free lodging, though. There it is. Great. Okay. That's not too bad. Yeah. That's half the battle. Absolutely, it is. There is such good food in Hawaii. Oh, I, I would love to just, like, I would take a whole day and find the best spots. Yeah. The food trucks, too, are, they've got, like, shrimp trucks that are absolutely in- incredible. That's inc- the, the the travel must be a bear, though. See, I am, like, I can sleep anywhere for oh, any amount of time. That's not fair, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, so That's not fair. I'll hit, I'll hit an airplane for, like, seven hours and sleep for like six. You're like my brother. My brother's the same I mean, way. I'll stay up. I'll stay up until like five in the morning the night before though. So it's like, I'm just gonna just snooze for. Okay. Fair. Yeah. That's one no skill. No melatonin or anything. Yeah. That's one skill. If I could add something to the repertoire, I can't sleep anywhere. It's awful. You, I don't know where you are on that. You're kind of, um, yeah, I've it, roomed it, with you a couple times and you, you'll it, knock out pretty. It just depends. Like, yeah, I, I but I'm not a nap guy either. Oh, I'm a huge nap guy. The biggest nap guy you'll ever meet. All right. Yeah. See, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Do you do the 20 minute ones? I heard those are the best. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I'll I crush it. I'll crush like a two and a half. Three hour <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll cause I, I don't know. I'm a weird, I'm like nocturnal where like at, when I need to sleep, I can't yeah. at like, you know, midnight when I'm like, all right, I need to go to bed. <laughs> I'll stay up all night. Just like, why can't I go to sleep? And then I'll come back from practice and be like, all right, time to take a nap and yeah. I'll sleep for like two more hours. Yeah. Wow, love that. We're back on episode number 51. Figured yeah. we can start now after the <laughs> yeah. after the surfing story. But joined by Jake Tomzik, junior attack on the men's lacrosse team from Medway, Massachusetts. Jake, what's going on? Uh, nothing, man. It's good to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We Thank bond- you for joining us. We yeah. bonded before the mics were on. Yeah, break Mil- us down what your last hours look like. like. I'm, I'm a Milton Mass guy. Yep. yep. So we're, we're spitting like prep schools and like. What's the difference? What's the, the length, the distance between you guys? What do you think, like 45? Yeah, it's probably 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Okay. All right, so are you are you north of Boston? Or are you further south? south? Oh, you're yeah. South. I'm in like a weird spot of Massachusetts. I'm like not Western Mass. I'm not He's like Southwest. South Shore. Yeah, yeah. Southwest. Southwest. Okay. I'm like right on the um, on the Rhode Island border. Like yes. With Woonsocket. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Weird spot. spot. Weird spot of Massachusetts. <laughs> so well, mean, yeah. So what, what were you guys? Yeah. So yeah, like prep schools. We we knew the the prep schools asked me if I went to Milton Academy. I said no. I was a public school kid. <laughs> that's all right. Through oh, so I love that. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Love it. Brick by brick, Matt McAuliffe. But, but that's what we were saying yeah. too. Uh-huh. Barstool headquarters started yeah. in Milton. He was yep. like, oh, like I used to watch when they were back in the Milton office. Oh, and I was the like, old videos are the best. Those so the best you're, he's an OG. Oh, yeah, you okay? Like oh, yeah. the watermelon video and like <laughs> oh, OG yeah. stuff. Prez's taste test, uh, everything. <laughs> and that lady, I just brought it up with you. That lady when she ran through the the wall. Just like absurd stuff that went on <laughs> in that office. So we we talked about you mentioned that you can you can catch a nap at pretty much any time. So what during the season? What does an average day and average week look like for you? Oh, this is going to be embarrassing. Um, <laughs> so I'll get up at like six thirty, go to practice at seven. Practice from seven to like ten, ten thirty. Lift eleven to twelve, um, and then. Depending on classes, I'm taking night classes right now, so I'll, like, go home after lift. I'll sleep from, like, you know, 12.30 or 1 to, like, 3 or 4. <laughs> and then I'll get up, like, do whatever work I have to do for the class, go to my night class, get back at, like, 9, 
Um, and, and that's then, when like, the day starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, that's when the day starts. Is then I go back, I'll eat dinner, I'll, and then I hang out, watch TV. I've been a huge, was never a Star Wars guy until this year, but my housemates have really got me on a Star Wars. Just been wow. crushing, crushing Star Wars. Saw the first one, like the 1978 one. Uh-huh. And I was New like, I was like, I'm all right. Oh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, my, my, I literally, no, but I gave it a shot. I yeah. watched it start to finish. You know, you're not a big movie guy, so I do give you credit. I know how much that took you to do that. It took a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, my growing up, I hated it. I thought it was the nerdiest things. My dad is a huge, um, huge Star Wars guy, and I was like, no, I want nothing to do with it. That's like nerd central. <laughs> I'm keep, not about it. You keep it. your force to yourself, <laughs> man. Like, but you know, they got me into it this year, and like we've been. So that's what I've been crushing. I'm crushing uh, Clone Wars, which is the. Uh, like oh, the that's series. a Disney Plus yeah, series. Yeah, it's yeah. a series. Because the, uh, the new season just came out, and they're coming out every Friday. So I've been going home and watching all those episodes. And then, yeah, I'm up until like Are you a PlayStation midnight. guy? Xbox. Xbox guy? Yeah, okay. I, I play uh, I play Modern Warfare. Yep. Used to play Fortnite, not anymore. Yeah, Fortnite, mm. I don't know. Has the, has the craze kind of finally died down a little bit? It seems like people I mean, are yeah, slowly getting off. I mean, yeah, the craze has. The social media hype around it has, but I mean, there's st- it's still like it's growing yeah. like competitively. Really? Also, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge YouTube guy, too. Yeah. I'm always on YouTube, and like there's still, I mean, people are still getting crazy views yeah. on YouTube with putting out content, but. Oh, my God, those me, streamers, yeah. it's like. Yeah. Money. Money yeah. on money on money. <laughs> so now you're you're off campus. Are you a, are you a cook everything yourself guy or a, an order in kind of guy? Uh, beginning of the year, I ordered everything. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've never I never cooked before this. My mom is a saint, and she like is the best cook ever. And my whole life, you know, she's been like the best. She makes everything for me. I mean, I barely have ever made a peanut butter jelly sandwich before I came <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. living off campus. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Aside from okay. some scrambled eggs in the morning. Uh-huh. Yeah. But recently Still my though, go-to. Yep. this year, yeah, this like 2020, like coming into this semester, I've started to like, yeah, now I chef everything up. I don't like, Ooh. or yeah, I'm trying to save some money. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been like, just, I mean, it's not like I'm making, you know, like unbelievable yeah. meals, but <laughs> yeah. like I'm, I'm actually, I'm cooking chicken and rice and like making sandwiches or making that's burritos all you, and, and that's stuff. all you need, yeah. man. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah, it is. Uh, I just started to perfect the chicken cutlet. Okay. So now I, I, See, I I'm can, not there yet. I, I'm not there yet. <laughs> but I just this year, like, I was like, all right, I'll try it. I'll do it. I looked it up. Um, did the whole thing added added a little bit of a t- like my touch in there too like with you have to season the flour and I season the flour specifically with salt pepper and red okay. uh, red pepper flake so okay. like the stuff you put on your pizza uh-huh. I put yeah, in the yeah. flour so that you can get a little bit of a uh, little hint of kick little kick you, yeah. yeah when you well when you, I'll, I'll tell you what I was the beneficiary of of Matt and his girlfriend's uh, experimentation with uh, chicken parm. Yeah, and it, la- it he landed on his feet. It was very good. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, the house almost went down with the meal. Yeah, but it was good. Okay. Like the, it, was, it was the smoke detector may have gone. It was like a, it was off. like a casino in the seventies. It was like yeah, I cannot was, see yeah. five feet in front of me. Yeah, but the if house the smoke was, detectors in my house work. They probably have gone like a million <laughs> times. Now, but, yeah. 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 So, uh, so growing up in Medway, Mass, you, you mentioned that you're kind of in a strange spot, a uh, strange part of Massachusetts, but you know, when did you first start to get into lacrosse and you were talking about hockey? So what was your, your kind of sports career growing up? Yeah. So I started playing hockey. I started skating when I was like two and a half, three years old. My, like I said, my dad played hockey. My mom was um, a figure skater. She still, that's what she does for work. She teaches figure skating. Um, so I started skating really young. Uh, and then I played hockey and pretty much, I mean, I played everything growing up. Like I put, but hockey was always my favorite. But I played soccer, baseball, um, you know, all that stuff. And then lacrosse, I think I started playing in like fourth grade. Yeah, fourth, third, or f- maybe third or fourth grade, which is still pretty young. But I mean, I was playing hockey really young. Um, and then around like fifth, sixth grade, I was like. Oh, I really, really like lacrosse because I hated it at first. Really? Yeah, my dad got me the worst helmet. I like, I hated going <laughs> to practice. It was so uncomfortable. It was like torture for like an hour. Um, so I have at first I hated it, but then I like started getting pretty good at it, and I was like, hey, I actually really like this. 
So what was your, the friends that you grew up with, were they lacrosse guys and no. they kind of get you into it? No, you, no. this was just kind of your own thing. Yeah, no, I mean, so we were talking about this before, but um, Medway did not have a lacrosse program. Oh, wow. Up. Okay. Yeah. So I, um, my parents, um, when I was like a kid in like the, you know, baby group or whatever, when you like kid, you get together with like your toddlers, they, um, you know, the group that we were in, who I'm still really, really, really close friends with a lot of the, with, um, two of them. Cause my parents are best friends with them since like high school. Yep. But one of them, um, this kid, Connor Fox, he plays lacrosse at Brown. Now I'm still in touch with him. Uh, yeah, we're, we're buddies. He, his dad ran the program, the lacrosse program, um, a few towns over in King Philip. Okay. Which is like Rentham, Norfolk, just, um, other towns in Massachusetts. And so Rent I played great outlets there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I played for them and I played for King Philip all the way through like eighth grade before high school. So I never played in Medway. I never, I mean, so basically all my friends were, you know, I also played hockey and you don't play hockey for your town. Like I, you play hockey for like, you know, I don't, like not a club team, but yeah, like a travel team. Yeah, travel yeah. I, team. I grew so, up playing travel. Where'd you, yeah, where'd you play for? I played for the Minutemen Flames. And yeah, the, yeah, and then the Crusaders out of the New that. England Sports Center, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sickest rank ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you play against the Springfield Rifles ever? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was okay. that was my well one of the programs growing All up. All right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that that whole like the Western Mass going up into Boston group, you, the uh -huh. a bunch of names that yeah. That and I'm a December '98 birthday, so I was playing with kids a year older than me. Okay. And also, you know, none of them are from my town. So it's like growing up, all my friends were from all over the place. Like I didn't, you right. know, I mean, obviously from school, I had friends in Medway, but like my close, closest friends who I spent pretty much all my time with, none of them were from Medway. So where, where do you go? All right. I'm way better at lax. I'm going to pursue this in high school and I want to play in college. When was that? Um, probably since like sixth grade. Sixth, okay. Sixth, seventh grade, I was like, I want to play Division One college across. Like, that's what I want to do. Probably when it was. And you would always watch on ESPN when they had the national tournament and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went to Gillette for the Final Fours. I mean, my dad, like I said, Cornell guy, they played Syracuse. I forget what year it was. I don't know, like 2012, 2013. And they lost to Syracuse in overtime. They came back, and it was the most heartbreaking thing ever because at that time I was a diehard Cornell fan. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we don't talk about that game anymore. Else, <laughs> yeah. Ever. Ever. So we, we mentioned some of the stats before we started recording, but, but playing high school for, for Medway high school, uh, Matt, 109 points in one season as a senior. Is that good? Very. Yeah. That'll, that'll turn college coaches heads yes. for sure. So what were, what was your experience playing in, in high school or some of your favorite memories playing for Medway? Um, honestly, Medway was like a lot of fun just because, you know, the coach, such a nice guy, such a great coach. Um, but you know, he had other priorities, right? He wasn't like full on lacrosse coach. So I kind of ran the, you know, the, I mean, I want to say just offense, but I mean, I was like talking up the defense too. So like I was basically coaching the team for most of the part, most of the time. Wow. Yeah. So like all the plays pretty much, I mean, are running through me and like, I was lucky though. Cause I had a bunch of kids I played with that are, that were really, really like solid players. And you know, that was probably the most fun part was just, you know, day to day practices. Um, also Medway, you know, for whatever reason, the facilities are awesome there. Like, so practices were always, it was never like we were like running around on some muddy, like crappy field. It was always, you know, really nice, really nice, um, facilities. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was just like basically like a uh, player coach and then, you know, <laughs> talking with all the other kids on the team, just, you know, whatever we want to run. It was never really a coach like yelling at us, like, this is what you do. Like, this is what you have yeah, to do. Yeah. It was more of us just like, what do you, what do we want to do today? Like, what are, like, what do we want to practice? What do we want to, what wow. do we want to run in the game? Yeah. yeah. Which was, that was a lot of fun. I mean, that's, that's gotta be a kind of cool dynamic as a player, because sometimes if you get a coach, you know, they're not out there every play with you. They don't know what is working well, what's not working. I mean, it's it's got to be kind of cool from that aspect. And then f personally for you, you must have learned a ton about the game when you were doing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I also learned a lot about myself, you know, myself as a player. 
you know, what I can get away with in terms of like getting away from fundamentals, what I need to like actually buckle down on and do like, um, in terms of, you know, that stuff. But realistically in high school, the, you know, my favorite sports memories were at, were hockey for sure, because our hockey team was a lot better than our lacrosse team. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it was, you know, I'm a really competitive kid. So, you know, Medway lacrosse was fun, but you know, only, you know, not on really game day for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hockey, hockey was a lot more fun cause yeah. we were, we were winning and, um, going pretty far. So you start to develop these skills in lacrosse and it, it's time to pick a school. Quinnipiac comes to you and says, we really like you. What really sold you to Quinnipiac? Um, honestly I visited and, uh, coach just kind of talked up the school he talked, I, you know, I knew the feel that they had was like AstroTurf and I was like, oh man, that's just horrible, that facility. <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing he told me was he gave me like the plan for the, for the new stadium. And oh, I was like, Prince. and, and that right away, I was like, oh wow. Like that was like my biggest concern coming into this and now that's gone. So like, I think that kind of really turned my head. And then after that, could he did that for the first thing I saw the whole campus. Like I was like, oh, you know, I like this way more than I thought I would, but you know, all that. You kind see of stuff. York Hill and stuff too. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. They showed me York Hill. That was like the main focus, but it's like, <laughs> I've been up there like twice. Yeah. So. That, yeah. That helps. That helps a lot when you're going to be doing yeah. literally everything else on the other campus. Yeah, but, yeah. um, what's your major? Uh, criminal justice, criminal justice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are almost everybody that comes through this studio talks about the, the academic side for Quinnipiac. So, you know, for, from an academic standpoint, how, what did Quinnipiac sell you and what was your, your interpretation of, of coming here for that? Um, well, actually this is funny. I just met with a uh, professor McGuinn. Um, he's, uh, my criminal justice professor. He runs a, this isn't like what sold me, but this is just kind of a cool, uh, program that they have. They do an inside out program where I'm going to be taking next, uh, next fall on Wednesdays, you go and take a class inside a uh, prison. And that is something that is like really unique. Um, and just kind of stuff along that, along those lines where it's like, they have a lot of unique, um, opportunities here. I mean, in, in general, the academics are awesome, but the criminal, I knew I had an idea. Uh, I knew I didn't want to go into business or marketing or, you know, accounting, any of that stuff with numbers. And I saw it at math. My dad was an engineer. So like, I'm good at math, but I always hated it. Yeah. So right. I knew yep. I didn't want to do that. Um, so I was kind of always leaning criminal justice. And then I declared like beginning of my sophomore year. And so, yeah, just, they have a lot of stuff. Professor McGuinn is awesome too. He was like my first professor I ever had at Quinnipiac and he's been, you know, just a great guy the whole way through. So, and that's the good part about Quinnipiac too. Like the class sizes, how you can be one-on-one yep. -on -one with the professor yep. is so huge for development. Mm -hmm. Have you had any, have you had any criminal justice classes with Mackenzie Dewey's? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm oh. not good. With, I'm not good with names. I Paige Warfel too. Oh yeah, that's right. Paige yeah. A couple members criminal, of the yeah. women's basketball team. We had, we had Mac on a couple weeks ago okay. and she's also criminal justice. Okay, so. cool. Kind of, kind of funny to hear people coming through there. Yeah, so. that's cool. Cause criminal justice is like tight. Everyone here I think is like business. That's like, every, I mean, at least on my team, it's like everyone is business. Really? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I can't generalize, but my team, at least lacrosse, it's yeah. like every, like everyone pretty much is either a business major yeah. in that school. So there's like two of us who are criminal justice, but so like group. So com coming in as a, as a first year player, as a freshman, um, you know, what was that, what was the transition process for you? Like, cause I mean, you, high school, obviously you're, you're having fun and you're enjoying it, but college is a whole nother animal. You know, what, what was the first couple weeks, months of your, of your first year? Like, yeah, I mean, I came in super, super focused, like super determined. I mean, you know, right away I was, you know, that summer I was telling kids, you know, my friends back home, like I want, I'm going to win Mac Rookie of the Year. Like that's what I want to do. I want to have 40 plus points, like all this stuff. And, um, you know, when I had the meeting with the coaches, I told them that. Um, and academically I came in super focused too. Um, I actually went to a boarding school for the first two years of high school. So I like had already been away from home. Okay. Yeah. So the adjustment really wasn't hard for me at all. I lucked out. I lived in commons and I lived with three, um, yep. Commons guys. Yeah. Yeah. Three roommates who 
were not athletes, but were just great guys. And okay, we got, yeah. We, yeah, we hung out, like, every night. We got along super and that, well. And that could kind of be good for you because oh, sometimes yeah, in yeah. Division One athletics, you're surrounded by your team. You're always uh-huh. around your guys. So to go back to your dorm and have a break with um, oh, some awesome. regular students, it must have been good. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. That, so that was, you know, the tra- that made the transition easier, too. So let me check off some boxes for you. Uh, you were the MAC Rookie of the Year. You did that. Yes, sir. You were a part of the MAC All-Rookie Team. You won Rookie of the Week four times, and you had 40-plus points. That's oh, yeah. a solid first year. Yeah, speak things into existence, man. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you are the example of speaking things into existence. Like, do you I, have I mean, any, for that, yeah, I guess. Do you have <laughs> any... Do you do visualization exercises? Like, oh, what? No, not, uh, no, not really. I mean, I... No, uh, no. You just, I mean, <laughs> just go out and I, mean I think yeah. it's like hearing that you don't necessarily like equate that to um, like Christians, but my Christian faith is the biggest part of my life. That's like my identity with everything, my relationship with Jesus. Um, and that really helps where it's like I can put lacrosse into like its own category, but on the back burner know that like it really doesn't matter. And know that, like, you know, my identity is with Christ. So that's the biggest part for me. But then, you know, also, you know, when I have that, then I can be like, all right, this is what I want to do with lacrosse. Like, I want to say I'm going to do this, and then I want to go out and do it. And, like, that's kind of where I get my confidence from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, See, that's because that's good to know because you repeated the success sophomore year, too. I mean, all academic team, again, 60 points. In your sophomore year, like, I also have a question for when you are in game and it is time for you to shoot at the goalie, do you just rear back and rip or is there a strategy where it's oh, like, yeah, yeah, no, I just shoot. I don't, I don't aim. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I like, some kids I think do funny, aim yeah. Yeah, and oh, it yeah, doesn't work kids, out. I mean, well, cause you know, people, you know, this coaches say aim small, miss small. And, you know, but sometimes kids get so caught up, you know, aiming for such a small spot. It's like they get in their own head. I just kind of grip it and rip it. I mean, I think it's funny. I say, you know, if I don't know where it's going, how's, how does the goalie? So, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, so with, we, we, we got a chance to talk to, to coach Poley, uh, right when he was named interim head coach. So he, he Mm -hmm. was right at the beginning of his journey. You know, what has it been like as a player watching him and kind of growing under him? Cause I mean, that's not an easy job jumping in and taking over a program, but what have you seen from him kind of growing into that head coach role um i mean i know that he played at bryant with our assistant coach um coach zom coach zomerfeld and um so they have an awesome relationship so i think that's kind of helped his transition as a head coach because you know i mean being so young as a head coach it's like he's done an unbelievable job um but he's also had a lot of help with coach zom you know they're so close that you know it's not a normal head coach assistant coach relationship I don't think um I think he would you know agree with that that you know they can he's the a, a head coach on game day but you know in practice you know and in, in the office I'm you know they're chopping it up all the time like talking you know what to do strategies all that stuff so it's not like coach Poley's making all the decisions it's right all falling on him they're sharing responsibility with a lot of stuff and does that help with the gelling of the team yeah I think so I think so I mean we you know, all respect them as our coaches, but, you know, having younger coaches too, it's a lot easier to, uh, you know, get, not only get along with them, but like understand, you know, they understand us, I think a lot better and we, you know, we can understand them too, where they're coming from. Last season successful for you guys, uh, made it to the Mac finals, mm-hmm. uh, ended up Losing by a goal, but I mean, still getting to the MAC oh. finals and getting that close. That's that's a tough game. I know. I'm uh, and I'm I'm sorry to bring <laughs> bring right. up a sore subject, right. but uh, what were your takeaways from last from last season? Because I mean, that's a it's a heck of a record in getting to the MAC finals. But I'm sure, there's probably a, a little more that you guys are looking for this year. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not gonna mince words here. I mean, we lost. That's kind of my takeaway. We we got to get back. You know, that's kind of I just put it put it behind me I, you know it was devastating because lost by one I mean we had such an awesome team you know me playing with two seniors Mike Fletcher and Foster Cuomo who are you know two of my Foster favorite. was dirty oh disgusting I mean 
he's, you know, probably the most talented player I've ever played with, you know, physically gifted too. The kid was a specimen. Um, but, you know, playing with them, two of my favorite guys I've ever played with. Um, it was such a fun experience, but end of the day though, you know, like you said, you said, you know, I like to look at it. Yeah, it was a successful season, I guess, but I mean, that's, you know, the good way to put it for me. I don't think it was a successful season because, you know, we didn't come through with that win in the end, but we'll get there this year. So, and the thing about this year's team, too, is you guys are definitely expected to return to the MAC final. And I think this team has an opportunity to win a national tournament game, too, mm-hmm. if they do end up winning the MAC. I mean, is that a goal for the team? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah goal, you know, go undefeated in the MAC, win the MAC. Um, and then go and, yeah, just cause noise, cause um, some havoc in the tournament because we know we can. Um, you know, not the start to the season we wanted, but we're growing through it. We're a really young team. We've also been hit with a lot of the injury bug big time. I mean, our one of our freshman starters on defense, Boyd Hall, um, shout out Boyd Hall. He, <laughs> he, you know, he's been in a boot. So that that's hurt us, but you know seven Matt Federico, who I live with, has stepped up big time, and he's been playing in, in Boyd's spot. But um, that just means you know now when Boyd comes back, we're going to be that much deeper. And then um, number ten on offense, um, Fletch is number ten. They like play so similar too. They look so similar, but um, he he's a freshman as well. John Delucia, um, he's been in a boot too for the past um couple games he's coming back this weekend breaking moves he is coming back this weekend <laughs> to play so that is there huge is. fired up about that heard it here Very, first that's yeah. right. yeah, I got yep, podcast. we break news not just interview athletes right. yes 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 um so that's you know i'm pumped about that and you know i just think you know not to start to the season we wanted but we're growing from it we're definitely the culture aspect of the team is getting better um, and we're, you know, we have all of our goals in front of us still. We can't, we can't win five games in one. You know, we got to start, you know, one, five, two, and five, grow, and then, you know, just once we get to the MAC, take care of business there. And that's the thing about Quinnipiac, which is a common theme. Stack the non-conference, mm-hmm. grow, prepare yourselves, then attack the MAC with vengeance. Right. And I, do you feel that these non-conference games help develop your game? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we're playing, you know, the Mac is Mac games are just a different breed. Obviously, I mean conference games are the intensity is huge. But out of conference games, we're playing teams in most cases that are a lot more skilled, have a lot more you know highly touted recruits. I mean, start off the year playing Rutgers, and then we play Brown. Uh, you know, we're playing great teams, and that's um, you know even though we want to win, we're expecting to win. If we come away with that loss, we're just going to come in still, you know, confident in our in our play going into the MAC. What are some of your goals personally this year? Um, I want to have sixty plus points again. I want to spread it out more evenly, like thirty and thirty with assists. Uh, this year, I've had more goals than assists um, every year so far. I want to have more assists than goals. Twenty-seven goals, seventeen assists. Freshman year, thirty-seven goals, twenty-three assists. Sophomore year, okay, yeah. So I want to have more assists than goals this year, which isn't. Not right now, but hopefully by the end of the season, that's how it goes. Um, and then I, that's that's individual stuff, but that's you know that's kind of on the back burner right now. It's just I want to ring. About as good as it gets. Should we ask the questions? Let's ask the questions. All right, so we ask three questions at the end of every interview because yep. we know you can talk lacrosse and hockey all the time, but these yeah, are the yeah. personal ones, the get-to-know-you questions. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you listen to some of the other episodes, you may know right. what's coming. Yep. But the first one, uh, if you could – live anywhere in the world that is not Hamden, Connecticut or your hometown, where would it be and why? Um, oh, that's so tough. Cause it's not like my favorite place in the world. Cause my favorite, I'm going to go off a tangent. My favorite place in the world, Lake Winnipesaukee Ooh, in New Hampshire. Pick. Yeah. Good pick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Large place. lake. <laughs> oh yeah. Beautiful lake. Beautiful. Uh, my grandparents have had a house up there forever and like we share it. So I go up there in the summer, a lot of memories up there. So are you lake ocean or pool? <laughs> Uh, the see, real question because now because that's tough now you know we're going off on a tangent but that's, like that's, that's why we're here. now that's I'm going we're here. now I'm going back to the actual question of if I could live anywhere it would probably be Hawaii so yeah. I guess that means I'm an ocean guy but my favorite place in the world is you know lake so you're saying 
money aside, I would go to you would go to Hawaii, like yeah. just ship oh, yeah. it out. Oh, Favorite yeah. place yeah. in the world, but would not live if you yeah. had to live I mean, there long term. Listen, money aside, if I can live anywhere, I'm going to Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Lake Winnipesaukee. I just have so many memories up at Lake yeah. Winnipesaukee. That's like the you know the nostalgic. Okay. That's like favorite place in the world. Best spot. Because I'm ocean guy through and through. Like Lake Sunapee. Uh huh. Family used to go up there, but I don't know. Ocean just hits different. I don't yeah, know why. I guess I don't like the sand on my feet sometimes. Like I don't know, but I like how you know. I like marine life. I like animals. Yeah. I also like seafood a lot. It's my favorite uh, favorite food. Yeah. Now that's a good okay. pick. Yeah, that is yeah. a good pick. We'll get yeah. to that later. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, second one first. If you could have dinner with any person, could be alive, deceased, anybody in the world ever, who would it be and why? Jesus Christ, for sure. Yeah. Yep. This is the second Jesus I think we've had now. Yeah, Second, Kenzie. maybe Ken- third? Maybe third. Kenzie Grace Lanica. Markey was, was, she never really said it for sure, but she was like, that That would be a strong yeah. pick. Kenzie mm-hmm. Lancaster picked Jesus Christ, too. Yeah. I mean, to be at the Last Supper. Wild. <laughs> wild. I'd ha- yeah, it would be wild. Yeah. What, what would that conversation be like? Oh, geez. Don't ask. I don't know. I have no idea. I'd probably let him do most of the talking. I was probably say, wouldn't understand any of the metaphors he'd throw at me, but I'd try and <laughs> I'd try and write them down, and, you know, figure them out for myself later. I yeah. know, but if he's sitting in front of you, like, what do you say? So are we talking like this is like I'm back in their his time? That's a good question. Or is okay. this like having dinner nowadays? In my him? opinion, I am bringing Jesus to you. Okay. Right All now. Right. All right. You're sitting at the table at Micro and Jesus walks in. And Jesus walks in. Or another fine establishment in Hamden. Hmm. Um. Because, like, you're not just asking, oh, how is the traffic probably, coming I, I down? Probably, you know? I, I'd probably ask. I'd just be like, hey, how am I doing? That's okay. a good, yeah. That's a great yeah. question. But I think, I think yeah. you're right. Like, a ask one or card. two questions and just get as much wisdom as you can yeah. and then kind of uh-huh. see see how it will apply to your life later. Yeah. 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 It's a good no, one. yeah, I definitely wouldn't I wouldn't be pressing Jesus. I, I, <laughs> I'd let him do I'd let him do most of the talking yeah. and just hey, soak man, up hey, as much as I can. Hey man, ever thought I'd shave that? No. Yeah. All right, okay, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last one. Don't do that. Yeah, last <laughs> look one. Like that? Oh, I have a different <laughs> image in my head. You're good. Have you seen like have you seen the statues? Yeah. Like, do you know what's going on? Yeah. yeah. All right, last one. Um it, you are on death row for this one. What is your final meal, your dinner, your drink, and your dessert? Um, so final meal, I, um, I'm thinking, cause I think I actually told someone this like yesterday, but I might like change up my answer and seem like a fraud. Okay. Um, final meal for dinner would probably be like surf and turf. So I'd have like a New York strip steak and get that medium rare, of course, and then probably get like... uh, Can't have a steak any other way. Yep. um, And then I, you know, have some kind of seafood. I'd probably, you know, probably be sushi. Um, So I'd mix that up. Nice. I feel like that's two dinners, but I'm just going to make it one. No, I've had had meals where I've had sushi and steak together. I love love sushi. And then I'd have... um, Should go to roll. Uh, spicy tuna, yeah. probably. Yeah, Classic. I mean, I like, wrong. yeah, I like uh, rainbow rolls, dragon rolls. Okay, yeah. um, been on a big red dragon kick recently. Shrimp tempura okay. for me, yeah. And shrimp uh, tempura, big California, money. like I just like cucumber. Yeah, you like a lot. the classics. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Going yeah, going like, there tomorrow, kind of craving it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like getting pretty creative. Uh, California rolls, I feel like I've gotten. You know, when I was younger, I loved them, but now I like trying the the crazier stuff, the more yeah. colorful stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's dinner, uh-huh. <laughs> two dinners. Now you have a drink and a dessert to yeah. choose. And if you um, and if you are twenty one, then you can go yeah, anywhere. You're we've been, we've yeah. been informed. Yeah, well, I was yeah, I was gonna. Um, yeah. yeah. So dessert. Oh man, probably like Eggo waffles with like some ice cream in the middle. Wow. Yeah, Eggo okay. waffle like ice cream sandwich. That's money. Um, like chocolate chip waffle or yeah, just uh, no, probably cool. just regular waffle. Toasted golden brown. Yeah, and just, yeah. yeah. That might be cheating because it's kind of like a breakfast, but I mean, it's yours. Uh, it's right. it's ice your cream meal. in the middle. You yeah, can get, ice cream yeah. in the middle. That makes it. I kind of added that to make it dessert. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think the death row attendants are going to be like, no man, that doesn't yeah, count that's, as dessert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, vanilla. Yeah, yeah, vanilla in the middle. I'm not a chocolate ice cream guy. Not Neither even a am bit. I. Yeah, yeah, not even a little bit. This is um, a f- one of the few rooms in history that has swept that conversation. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and then, I mean, I would definitely have my drink with my dinner, not with my, uh, oh, can I have a drink? Can I have two separate drinks? Can I do that? Yeah, sure. Sure. All right, yeah. word. With dinner, I would have, um, with my sushi, I'd have a Kirin Ichiban, which is like a Japanese beer. Um, I don't that know if is I've had so it. good. So it's so good with, uh, with, and yeah, I am 21, so I can yep. say this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sounds weird to say I turned 21 in December, so I'm still not like, you know. <laughs> it, ta- it takes a little while to 21 yeah. guy yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that with sushi, the Japanese beer is, um, is fantastic. Nice. And then with my I dessert. Look that up. Yeah. Yeah. With my dessert, I would have a nice cold glass of milk. Huge milk guy. Okay. Let's go. I am yeah. not. I know you're not. Dan is. I have to hear about it all the time. Just nothing better. So what kind of percent are we looking at here? One. One percent? All yeah. right. Yeah. You? Um, if I'm at home, I'll have one percent. But if I'm on death row, I'm ripping whole milk. For okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. ripping yeah, whole that, milk. Chugging it. Yeah. yeah. If, if we're doing, I get, yeah, if we're doing, if we're doing that, just as long as the answer is not skim, you're fine. No, absolutely. That, that's the only, yeah, that that's the only you're thing. You're a weirdo. I don't like skim milk. Not even, not at all. <laughs> I don't know why it's just not for me. I don't know why. Milk as a whole. Yeah. I yeah. don't know why. You know, that's I, fine. That's yeah. fine. It's okay. It's not water and it's not. It's a weird middle for me. Uh, it's just one of those things. Like I don't know about you. I just grew up drinking yep. it. Like you're like you're eating yep. dinner. You just got a glass of milk. Like maybe that was poured for us beforehand. But like uh-huh. it's just one of those things. All right, it's yeah. refreshing. Yeah, no, I've just always been a milk guy. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Well, Jake, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, good luck moving into the the rest of the season and getting into the Mac. Yeah. Good cool. luck. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks so much to Jake Tomzik for joining us here on episode number 51 of The Roar. That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. First of all, if you want to get anything from any one of the 21 Division I programs here at Quinnipiac, go on to their website. It's GoBobcats.com. It's rosters. It's stats. It's tickets. It's merch. Anything you need from that program, GoBobcats.com. And if you want to follow along with the men's lacrosse team, you can follow them at QU underscore M-L-A-X. And if you want to follow along with all 21 of our Division One teams, make sure to follow at QU Athletics. And lastly, make sure you shoot us a subscription, rate, and review our podcast as well. Now it is The Roar, but you can find it anywhere podcasts go. iTunes, Spotify, you name it. You got to subscribe, though. You got to rate us and leave a review. That is how we grow. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click.